the gratitude podcast episode 47 that was a really beautiful exercise that anyone who's teaching or anyone who has a family can can translate some of what this student taught us about but in the end from that moment forward the cyberbullying stopped wow so underneath the bully is often a crying out for this reconnaissance, a crying out to be recognised for who you are. And because they feel so inferior by not having enough of this reconnaissance, this recognition of what I give to the world, they have to then become superior in really unsophisticated, horrible ways and with a lot of anger around it. And that's what I think bullying is. So Mm -hmm. I really believe that a key to not the only thing, but one of the important keys to solving the bullying situation, and and this lovely Adam Tilford gave us a beautiful example of this, is to express gratitude to these people. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, gratitude seekers. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have a really, really special guest for you. She has been researching gratitude for the last two decades from a deep philosophical perspective. I think this is really interesting. And she um, introduced gratitude to a range of different teaching contexts, which I find really amazing. And I'm, I really, I'm really looking forward to talking with her about this and her work and also um, in the in the Paralympics or Olympics or I'm not sure exactly. So um, Carrie Howells is here with us uh, yeah. from the University of Tasmania, if I'm saying it right. Um, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you for your invitation, Georgian. It's a really wonderful opportunity. Thank you very much. You're <laughs> so welcome. So um, do you want to say a few words about yourself and maybe clarify uh, what wasn't clear in in my introduction? I think you've done a very good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It'll probably come through in the talk that I'm I'm a bit of a nerdy person because I've been so passionate about this one topic for over two decades now. Um, I've seen so many wonderful things happen with gratitude both within myself and in those people that I work with. Um, but I, because I'm so focused on this, I don't, I'm a bit of a boring person also because I don't really have many other interests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I live a very unbalanced life um, because this the kind of getting this into education and making change in education through gratitude has been a passion and it, and it just keeps on being fired up all the time. So it's a bit, um, it, it's kind of all-consuming. So uh, if you ask me anything about my hobbies or what I do in my spare time, you'll get the same answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that um, having this kind of, uh, let's say, obsession uh, with gratitude is great because everything you experience in life, as long as you see it through the lens of gratitude, it just becomes more colorful, more uh, delightful, 
and I think it's a it's a great uh, way to spend to spend your time and also doing work to help other people with this is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a great gift actually. So um, I wanted to ask you, um, what does gratitude mean for you? Okay, so I think there's a simple meaning um, in terms of it being brief, but in my book I've explored it in much more detail. But what gratitude is for me is acknowledging what I have received from another person and being motivated to give back in some way, but not necessarily reciprocally. So, for example, um, I might feel grateful to be alive, but that's not true gratitude. That's not deep gratitude for me. It's it's kind of like the beginning of gratitude. Gratitude becomes complete when I when I give back in some kind of action. Mm-hmm. So gratitude gratitude is an action rather than just a feeling. Yeah, when actually you express the gratitude, you you get to experience it uh, wholeheartedly and not just something yeah. that you, you feel yourself only. Um, this reminds me that I forgot to, to tell our listeners about your book. Um, can you tell us a few words about it? Yes, sure. So the book's called Gratitude in Education, A Radical View, and it's taking several different educational contexts and problematizing gratitude in those contexts. So how do you practice gratitude when you're stressed out and time poor in the face of bullies, in the face of your own resentment and adversity? And what what does this show us about our human condition and about gratitude? And how do we unfold the depths of gratitude within those contexts? So it's very contextualized and, um, and, and hopefully accessible to a lot of different people in different educational environments. And people from other walks of life were also engaged in that book. Um, so it, t- it took 10 years to, to complete wow. the book, to, co- to collect the data and collect and to write it. Uh, it took four years, but I was working full-time as, as well. Um, so it's quite a deep read. It's not just a strategies or techniques or kind of a how-to book. It's much more looking at the dilemmas that we face. In, in I think we all believe that gratitude's a great thing and, and as you said, it can make us a really, it can help us have a very colourful, joyful life. But I'm really interested in the story of gratitude in these different contexts where it's not as accessible or easy as what first meets the eye. Mm-hmm. That's very so it interesting. Tells, it, it tells that story, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just curious, you said something about um, gratitude in uh when you're stressed out, um, can you tell us a few words about uh, how how we could uh, be grateful when when there's stress involved? Yeah, well, I think that what gratitude does is that it brings us more into the present moment, doesn't it? But as soon as we think, yeah. "Oh, what am I grateful for?" you we immediately move away from the future, the things we're anxious about in the future or the things that we regret in the past and we move into the present moment. And as a lot of research about mindfulness and presence has shown us um, that that can actually alleviate stress. 
and I also think that when we're grateful for something, we start to be really connected to something beyond ourselves. And so it can take us out of our kind of internalizing, which is what stress can do. It can kind of make us feel like the only thing that's going on is what's going on inside us. And then as soon as we're grateful, we go, oh, that's right, there's all these other things going on in the world (laughs) and we start to feel connected. And so that can make us feel less stressed. And certainly one of the recurring themes of all the case studies I've done with teachers is that they feel calmer as a result of practicing gratitude. And I think that calmness comes from the sense of interconnectedness. And this, and, and when we express gratitude to someone, um, that that's sort of like a natural way of being in relationship with people. And so those relationships become very nurturing and, and holding us more fully. And when we're feeling healed, we don't feel so alone and therefore we feel calmer and less stressful. So there's all these different dimensions to it, I think. That's, that's really beautiful. I, I love your perspective and um, I think, yeah, uh, gratitude does, does bring you to the present and um, helps a lot with stressful situations. And I think um, being consistently grateful, um, I'm sure you have this experience as well, it helps it helps helps deal with um stressful situations in in different ways like it's much easier to get back into the present much easier to deal with the the situations than it w- would be normally yes i really agree but what my research has shown also is that we need to do this in steps uh because for example if we have a really stressful situation and and that stressful situation is actually crying out for attention. We need to attend to what it is that is causing the stress. So if we, if we use gratitude to mask that, um, that thing that needs our attention, that can be quite destructive. Mm-hmm. So we need to really be very careful not to use gratitude to kind of make us feel better or to make us without, without attending to the things that are really deep, deeply calling for our attention. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we've got to be very considered in this whole application of gratitude and not see it as a happiness pill or as something that is going to kind of be a veneer over these negative situations because that's not its purpose. Its purpose, the, the purpose of gratitude is to connect us and to awaken in us what we've received and to act on that. And sometimes that means that we need to work with really difficult people in difficult situations. So we need to be really gentle with ourselves about doing that in a really step-by-step way, not just this immediate thing of, oh, if I feel grateful, um, I move out of my stress. That's not really what it's all about, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was talking about um, the fact that when we were grateful consistently, um, that peaceful feeling, that grateful feeling that we have, helps us uh, deal much easier with with the situations. But I'm all for uh, living our emotions and um, letting letting them be first and afterwards when they're they're more calm and uh, the waters are more still we can 
choose gratitude. That's a really beautiful way of saying it, Rabiani. I think that's lovely. <laughs> Thank you. So um, you said something about um, the Olympics or Paralympics. I'm really curious how you um, integrate gratitude in, into those uh, areas. Okay. Uh, yes. So just recently I've had the opportunity to introduce gratitude to a group of Olympic, Olympic and Paralympian sports people after they returned from Rio. And it was a really fantastic experience, especially given that I'm the least sporty person that you could ever meet. <laughs> um, but, and, and I didn't really, first of all, I thought, oh, how am I going to really contextualize this? Because I'm really into bringing the context to life through gratitude. And I realized that there's a lot of similarities between what we need in our students as what we need in our sports people, which is to be really in the present moment and totally focused. And when you see those in the finals, how absolutely focused these athletes have had to train themselves to be, that's really what we want for all of us. All of us want to have that kind of capacity to be champions of our minds so that we can be 100% focused when we need to be. And so together we explored the role gratitude can play in that. And like I was saying before, gratitude can bring us into the present moment. It can clear, it can, it can bring to the surface the things that are stopping us from being grateful. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I've, uh, and, and with these Olympians, I've come up with a whole theory of how we can bring gratitude to the thinking moment. And I've done a TED talk on this called How Thanking Awakens Our Thinking. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it, yeah. I, yeah, and I, in, you'll remember then that I present this theory of a state of preparedness and mm-hmm. how, how much um, we need to you know, prepare our being before we actually take part in any learning or teaching situation. Well, the same sort of thing is applicable to sports. So if we bring our gratitude, bring ourselves to a state of gratitude before we start competing or before the athletes start competing in the games, for example, that can really enhance their performance. And so I did a six-week follow-up with this and sure enough, um, some of the outcomes, it was only with 10 athletes, so it's not a large-scale study, but the results are quite promising in that they said that it really helped them improve their mindset and helped them improve their relationships. And as we know, in a lot of these team sports, uh, relationships are really crucial. The relationship Mm -hmm. also between the coach and the athlete is really crucial for its success. And it can go one way or the other, can't it? Um, yeah. So by practicing gratitude from both coach and athlete and also um, athletes practicing gratitude towards their fellow teammates, even when they're not selected, is quite an art form. So we explored a lot about that and they saw that as really relevant to the, to the kind of athletic world. So now that's become my new big project. <laughs> that's <laughs> wonderful. Started explore how gratitude can be relevant to sport to elite sport yeah i love that um it's really interesting for me to when i think about um, athletes uh, i somehow forget about the fact that they have written uh, they have to um like have relationships like with their coach 
and that's really important. They have their own feelings. They have their own thoughts in their mind. When you see a, an athlete, an athlete, you only see the exterior. You only see the fact that they are doing uh, the sport that it, that they train for, and they they are very good at it. And mm -hmm. sometimes you, at least I, forget the fact that they are human as well, and that they need. Um, encouragement they need um this human part this helping with the thoughts with the emotions and um it's really interesting to bring gratitude in this field yeah i absolutely agree georgiana i think it's um and and that's what really surprised me as well not having not being sporty and not knowing the what the life that they lead uh some of the issues that were brought up in these workshops were really it became really clear to me that they're just like all of us they're highly relational people so they really care about the relationships that are working or that aren't working and they want they they really need to acquire skills to develop those relationships and often because they've been so focused on on their sport and having to train so solidly that can be an underdeveloped sense of Of, of how they are in the world because they haven't necessarily acquired all the skills. And that wasn't the case with these athletes, but I can imagine with some who have been so focused, they may have forgotten or may not have had the opportunities to really develop that relational side. So as we know, gratitude brings the relationship into the light because it, as soon as we're grateful to someone, we're acknowledging them and they're recognizing what we receive from them. And so that automatically brings us into relationship with another human being in a way that that really improves the quality of that relationship and in a way that may not have ever been happening in the past exactly so it's, it's it, that's you know it's, it's highly relevant really to to the whole um athletic world in a way that i never had perceived before i started this project this is wonderful Uh, we as human beings, like when we are not happy with uh, with um, relationship with another person, many many times we we tell we we say about the, the other person that they don't appreciate something that we did or um, they don't appreciate us. And um, appreciation and gratitude are, from my point of view, foundational to to our relationships because when we um, When we have this appreciation for one another, it it creates a, a really strong bond and something that um, is is beyond like uh, business relationships or uh, mm. something that's more cold, let's say. And it, it's it's something that is very helpful for us humans, and it's actually what. Um, sets us apart from from other uh, creatures of the earth and the fact that we can work together that we can uh, create teams and uh, communities that work together that communicate great that have relationships and that can build amazing things that the amazing things that we see in this world yeah i absolutely agree all right so What what I um, I wanted to ask you is what is the most surprising um, fact that you learned about gratitude in your in your research? 
Oh, that's a really great question. What's the most surprising aspect? Um, the most surprising aspect actually is when we think we're grateful, but we're not really grateful. <laughs> mm-hmm. That we have a really great capacity to fool ourselves into thinking, oh, I'm grateful to this person. Underneath, there's probably resentment and possibly. And where it's much easier to own the grateful part of ourselves and much harder to be humble enough to see that we're actually, you know, in our behaviour, we might be backbiting that person, undermining them, you know, thinking bad thoughts about them. And at the same time, we think, oh, yeah, but I'm grateful to them. And I'm, I argue in my work that, you know, you can't be resentful and grateful at the same time. You, we, we need to work on our resent, resentment first before we can actually then be grateful to someone. So say, for example, I go out into schools and people go, oh, yeah, gratitude, what's a big deal? I'm always grateful. I've got a lot of gratitude. And yet when pe- other people are talking about that person, for example, they may not have the same opinions. So... I think we can think we're more grateful, but we're not. That's that, and myself included. I think the more I practice gratitude, the further away I feel um, I am from gratitude. That actually, gratitude is harder. <clears throat> I don't want to make it inaccessible to your listeners. Of course, you know there's all different levels, but to do gratitude well, I think that's a real art form. What do you think? Yeah, it is, and um, in in my humble opinion, what uh, what I've um, experienced and what I've come to understand is that we are taught to um, be grateful, uh, but in a way that's more like um, something that's socially accepted and uh, socially necessary. Like we're taught. Um, we're taught to be uh, to say thank you, or that we need to feel grateful. Um, pardon, we need to be grateful, not to actually feel grateful. And um, I think the part that's missing actually is being taught to actually feel grateful and to feel mm-hmm. gratitude, not just to say it, not just to. Um, say that you are grateful but to actually be grateful and to actually feel it i think this is this is at least in my education what um what was missing i was Mm. taught to to always say thank you to um whether it's to strangers or to my parents but they weren't they, they weren't teaching me how to feel that gratitude like when i say thank you to actually feel the -hmm. fact that i'm grateful and i think this is the problem and this is why so many people say i'm so grateful um like it's a general thing that they that they do when in fact it's just a thought it's just something that they should be saying because uh, it's it's a social norm somehow yeah yes i i really agree i think that you've said it really beautifully and I I think there's been over-ritualizing of gratitude um, and and I think the idea of 
really genuinely, authentically feeling it is, uh, it, it's, it, it takes time and it takes a bit of reflection, doesn't it, to, to really get in touch with that feeling and to be authentic in it. Yeah, I've, I've discovered and I've uh, practiced this, this small little um, way of, uh, of doing this. It's, it's really interesting. So when you are, um, whether you, someone holds the door for you or someone just helps you with something and you say thank you, to become aware in that moment when you say thank you to, to become aware and to feel the gratitude like if you're saying thank you not just to say thank you okay I, I need to say thank you of course i need to say thank you this is how i should behave because this is how i've been taught but to actually feel the gratitude and mm. i think this is a great exercise i've done it myself and um i've written uh, a little article on this as well and uh uh, people that are, that are listening have have been doing this exercise and they had great results as well and i think it's a, a great way to integrate gratitude in our life and to actually feel it and to begin to see it in a different way and experience it in a different way that's beautiful i'm sure your listeners are getting a lot of benefits from from that distinction and in the, in the education context, for example, it's also really important. I think this is relevant to what you were just saying, mm -hmm. important distinction between gratitude and praise mm -hmm. uh, because some people feel that if they express praise to a child, some teachers, then that's gratitude. But actually praise is usually one way. It's a one-way interaction and mm -hmm. it can be used to modify behavior or used as a behavior management strategy, but it need not necessarily be from the heart, whereas gratitude is, it necessarily involves a giving and receiving dimension, doesn't it? So yeah. I have received something from you and I really want to give back by opening the door for you in, with a smile or something um, where if it's if it doesn't have this giving and receiving relationship to it, it's not gratitude. It's something else, and it doesn't make that make that other thing wrong. It's just more that we we need to be clear whether this is gratitude or whether it's something else. And mm -hmm. I think we're both saying the same kind of thing to really get in touch with. I have received, and that's gratitude. Oh, someone has given this to me. Oh, I really need to be grateful. And it, can, it doesn't have to be a person. It can be the universe has given this to me or if you're religious, it can be God's given this to me. Or, you know, it, it just needs to be being filled up with the presence or the gift that somebody has given to us and, and how we can give back. Yeah, that's very beautiful. Um, also, in, in my experience, I... I've seen that no matter how, how independent I want to be and how much I want to do everything myself, um, I, like any, any other uh, human on earth, I am interdependent. And um, it's really beautiful to, to acknowledge this and to appreciate other people for, for the things that they are doing, even, for, even the, the small things like... Uh, if someone is bringing you uh, the mail or uh, a package, like it's really interesting that we live in a world that a stranger that we don't even know 
gets a pack gives us a package like from maybe even far away i think this is such a beautiful interdependence that we have and mm. uh it's like if, if i would have to go for to, to take that package from i don't know from the states and get it to romania it will probably take me <laughs> a while but it's so beautiful that we are so interdependent that and we trust each other enough that we we can do this i think it's it's something wonderful that we're experiencing yes yeah it really is something really wonderful and uh there's a really great writer that i mentioned in my book called margaret bisser and she's written a really beautiful you might have come across her work she's written a really lovely book uh called the gift of thanks and she's a social anthropologist so margaret bisser has in, investigated gratitude in a whole lot of different cultures and she um comes up with this notion of reconnaissance which means that we need to be able to give back in ways that are really authentic and meaningful but most importantly she says that without this reconnaissance and your example of you know thanking the postman uh it, it's it's like without this we can't flourish as human beings and most importantly she says that you can't give this reconnaissance this recognition because uh, reconnaissance as you probably know is the french word for gratitude and it means recognizing and the value another person gives to you so without this we can't flourish and we can't acknowledge what you're talking about here in terms of our interdependence and um and that that we can't give this to ourselves it needs to be given to us by another human being so I think in any corner of our lives we have people who aren't flourishing and most of the time they're not flourishing because they're not receiving this recognition of what they've given to another human being and mm-hmm. following this theory we need to really be active in our in our expression of gratitude to help people flourish through our reconnaissance through our recognition of them Exactly exactly like many people are even if they are earning good money um if they're not appreciated if they don't feel that they're appreciated or that they are doing something of value for other people something meaningful it's really unfulfilling and it's something that's very deep in our being that we um we need this appreciation so much and it it would be great for as many people as possible to to express more gratitude to express gratitude for uh for other people's work and for the help that they are they are given because we we all gain from this actually because next time they will do an even better job and they will be it's like it has a beautiful ripple effect yes and and i find this particularly so with anybody who's in a position of leadership So I in my work I've been doing a lot of work with school principals and when somebody receives this reconnaissance this recognition of value from a leader it it's so powerful and equally so when they don't it's powerful in a different way where they mm-hmm. feel really undermined and undervalued and we can all make busyness uh myself included our reason for not connecting in this way uh but we won't have a peaceful world and we won't have harmonious workplaces if we keep 
making that our excuse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and I, I just rem remember something really interesting. I, I think I've mentioned mentioned this before on on a podcast, but I think it's really interesting uh, from a business uh, perspective. There's this coach in Romania that recommends um, to thank the the clients that you have to that they paid for um, the bills and to actually um, not just thank them. Okay, I I received. Uh, I received the payment, thank you, something that's really formal, but actually like to, to write them a letter and thank, thank them for be, being your client and everything. And um, he's um, talking about the fact that we invest so much energy in getting payments from the bad clients, the ones that aren't paying in time and that aren't um, maybe that aren't paying, paying at all and so little effort and um focus on the ones that are actually paying that that are sustaining us and um that are great clients it's it's a really interesting uh, perspective yes yeah what a great idea i had something similar with a, a pre-service teacher because i'm also a teacher educator at the university so i take a lot of our um students who are going to go out into schools through a course that I run called Gratitude in Education. That's one of the units that they do with their teaching education degree. And so wonderful. one of these students um, was out on his practicum in schools and he did the same. He, he thanked the I, IT person. He didn't just kind of contact them when he had a problem with his computer because it was very playing up a lot. He actually thanked them when it did work. And that pre-service teacher was invited to, to take up a position at the, at the school at the end of his degree because of his, he believes it was because he was really practicing gratitude because people notice because we live in a world which is so devoid of that in many contexts that when you do practice gratitude, people notice and they, they start to connect with you and they may not know it as gratitude but they, they kind of feel something really different from you. They feel like they can trust you and they feel cared for. And there's so much of a lack of caring that when we mm -hmm. do do it it, it, it kind of wins us jobs, which is what the case was with this particular student of mine. Yeah, Totally, totally. I, I love this story and I think it, it speaks volumes about uh, how how powerful gratitude can be and how powerful it can be even for yourself when you express it and when you appreciate others. And it's so such a great tool to build great relationships. Um, I think I, if I have, I have an example as well. I think with um, a, a couple of my friends, I think this is the way we actually got to be friends because I, I admired their their work so much and I I couldn't help but tell them the fact that I actually I love what they're doing and, and the kind of quality and um the beauty that that they're creating and somehow this happened we we got to be really good friends from this I think and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's really interesting to to see uh, the beautiful effect that gratitude can have on our relationships. Mm. Yes, and absolutely. Do you have any other uh, like interesting stories 
um, with, <laughs> with, the, with the students on, about gratitude. I'm really curious. Uh, look, I'll tell you one story um, that is in my book. My book has so many stories. Of, oh, that's of, great. Of, but it, come, it comes down, to, I'm not saying that to sell my book. It's just that my book's written as a kind of like storytelling exercise. That's um, great. But there's, there's, there's this one, st- I, I, I tell people that it took me 10 years to write the book, but actually it can all be said in this one story because everybody who reads it goes, oh, that one story. And I think, oh, why did I write the book? I shouldn't have just publish the story. So now I tell you a story. But, of course, you know, there's other things around this story. So the, once again, there was one of my ex-students from university who'd done his degree with me and I always knew he'd be a great teacher and he was really trying to practice gratitude a lot during his practicum and um, sure enough when he went out into teaching schools for the first three years he really won a lot a lot of people's respect and widespread reputation as being a great teacher which wasn't surprising to me because he had such a great character and natural ability and care for his students um, but he, he was teaching a year I think it was a year eight class and there was cyberbullying going on and he had created a whole community for his, his students. But this cyberbullying that was going on between these three year eight students, girls, was really undermining the, the sense of community he'd created in his classroom and the sense of harmony and he tried everything. So he read all the policies about cyberbullying. So you would know what that is. So they were... They were really undermining a lot of the kids in the class through Facebook and all these other things and mm-hmm. um, spreading rumours around about them. And and he tried to apply all the policies and everything and he, he just couldn't, um, he, he couldn't kind of, um, no matter what he did, he couldn't create harmony in his classroom. And so in the end, just out of sheer kind of intuition and desperation in a lot of ways, he decided to go around the class and tell each one of the students what he was grateful for in each one of those students. Wow. And so he told, so he'd say something like, Brie, and this was, a, I should have said this is a very low socioeconomic, highly, you know, very disadvantaged school with a lot of problems um mm-hmm. and so he'd say he'd said Bree um even though you come from a really difficult ch- um home um you still come to school every day and I love your smile and then he'd talk somebody you know he'd sort of say Max even though you play hard and you really stretch the boundary sometimes I know that you are really trying your best and you give me so much so he he genuinely felt gratitude just like we were talking before when he told mm-hmm. each one of these it wasn't just it wasn't just a praise thing it was a really something you what you give to me I want to tell you and he sadly said that as he went around the class um, some of them put their heads down because they didn't think he'd be able to find anything in them that he could be grateful for and some of them were crying when he told them and then when it came to the last one, I called this teacher, Mr. Tilford. When he came to the last student, he said, okay, Mr. Tilford, we're now going to tell you what we are grateful towards you for. And then he, they went around and one by one told him what they valued in him. And that was very wow. spontaneous. So that was a really beautiful exercise that anyone who's teaching or anyone who has a family can 
can translate some of what this student taught us about. But in the end, from that moment forward, the cyberbullying stopped. Wow. So underneath the bully is often a crying out for this reconnaissance, a crying out to be recognised for who you are. And because they feel so inferior by not having enough of this reconnaissance, this recognition of what I give to the world, they have to then become superior in really unsophisticated, horrible ways and with a lot of anger around it. And that's what I think bullying is. So Mm -hmm. I really believe that a key to not the only thing, but one of the important keys to solving the bullying situation, and this lovely Adam Tilford gave us a beautiful example of this, is to express gratitude to these people. This is, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. I, I totally agree uh, with the fact that um, I, I don't believe in, in bad people. I believe in people that had bad experiences and that... Um, they feel the need to to somehow express that or repress that, and it it comes out in in very uh, unhealthy ways. And um, this is a perfect perfect example of that. Uh, the fact that if we appreciate, if we see the 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 beautiful things that are in that person, they come to the surface much stronger than the negative ones. Yes, yes, and it takes it takes us to see that because we can't see it in ourselves. That's what we mm-hmm. really got to get, isn't it, Georgian? We've got to get that we need to be active in this gratitude because we can't wait around for people to kind of. We I think we expect too much of ourselves to love ourselves, to appreciate ourselves, to value ourselves because all the messages. I don't know if it's like that in your country, but all the messages, for example, in academia is you're not good enough, you don't do enough, mm. you don't research enough, you don't, you know, you don't um, present well enough, you don't participate enough, you're not enough. You know, they're messages that are so strong, so much stronger than wow, look what you give. So we need to kind of be active citizens in all of this and not wait around for the system to change, but to really, you know, actively tell people that they are enough, that what we, what we genuinely receive from, from them is this, and it just goes such a long way to transforming relationships and helping people to really thrive as human beings. It's just a simple thing, but we've got to be very conscious and vigilant about it, which is why... Um, this podcast that you have running is so valuable to the world because Thank it's you. really remi- reminding us to do these things. Yeah, I've, I actually have an experience. So my brother um, is a teacher at the Technical University here in Romania. And um, it, it was really interesting for me to, to experience this firsthand. Um, so he, he tried to, to teach me programming at one point in my life and um he he was very tough he always uh, so being in that environment somehow uh he thought that the best way for me to learn was by being tough and by being um by just pointing out the mistakes and everything and that didn't work with me at all so it was a very uh it wasn't an easy experience for me. Let, let, let's just say that. Um, 
because otherwise he's very loving and very appreciative. But um, only hearing what was wrong and what uh, I didn't understand and what what didn't, what didn't work um, was something that didn't help me at all. And uh, I ultimately, it was hard for me to actually understand anything in that context because I, I thought that nothing was okay and I didn't have anything to build upon. Like, it was a really interesting experience. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's, it, may, it might be the same for, for many other students when they are uh, learning or trying to learn something and they're not encouraged, they, their, their progress isn't seen or isn't acknowledged and they, they just, um, I don't know how the, co- the school system is in, in Australia, but uh, here is it, the, the school system just points out the mistakes and um, it's not something that, uh, so how I see things that would be normal to when you have an exam or something, to, to have it as a feedback on what you need to improve on rather than um, putting you in a place like if you if you got uh here is um the grading is from one to ten and rather than giving you a seven and you thinking about yourself as being a seven in that particular field i think it's much more of a feedback like okay you understood seven things out of ten let's say that's Mm. pretty good you know, you just need to understand that the, the 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 other three actually is not something that oh my god you you only got a seven, you know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. Uh, how is it there in in Australia? How is the the grading? Uh, it's similar in some cases. Uh, they try and give what we call formative feedback in that way that you're suggesting. Um, but how how is how students are supported in understanding that feedback is really important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just the mark; it's the comments that really make the difference, <laughs> and totally. the, and the heart the heart behind the comments. Exactly. So there's this whole hidden dimension. Like if we're if we're marking our students' assignments with that heart of gratitude for them and their efforts, they'll be able to feel that. It's an invisible, unmeasurable dimension, but it's so real, so tangible. I, I totally, totally agree. And um, I just wanted to, to add one thing. So um, I, don't, I don't know how, how it is in Australia, but uh, for us at some, some uh, fields of study that, that we, uh, we had in school, they were actually... Uh, saying the the grades the grades out loud, and we had to go and take the papers and uh, the test papers, and uh, everyone would know what, the grade. And when it wasn't the best one, it was such a humiliating experience. Like everyone knew, and it, it was really weird. I don't know if it's it's the same in uh, in Australia or not. Um, maybe in some circumstances, but I'm not really familiar with that, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And the thing is that um, the effort is not appreciated and um, this this creates like really, uh, it, it's not really helpful for when you go out into the real world and you know, because you always try to be perfect so so that others won't judge you and that 
and you get to be very uh, like fearful or um, yes. you won't try anything new because other people might laugh at you or things like this. Yes, that's exactly right. I, I often say to my um, people ask me, what's my philosophy of teaching? And I tell them to make lots of mistakes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because this is how we learn. Yes, not, certainly not through trying to be perfect. Exactly, because if we would try to be perfect, it, it would take a lot of time. It's actually impossible, but it would take a lot of time to actually do anything because we're not yes. yet perfect. So why should we do it? Why should we risk the exactly. humiliation and everything if we're not perfect? And um, yes. that's why uh, to, to make sense of, of this whole little story, um, that's why gratitude is so important and appreciating. Um, so this is my view uh, as, as being a, a young uh, man and a, a student. It, it was or it would have been very helpful to acknowledge the, the good things that I was doing as well and um, to be appreciated by my efforts more than just by uh, cold grades and uh, focusing on what I didn't do actually. Yeah, absolutely. That's really true. And that's the essence of what I try and teach students in my course. That's how to really nurture students. That's how to truly educate students, isn't it? That's a really great example. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, we're nearing the end of our time together. And I wanted yeah. to, to ask you, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see your work and your book? Uh, I would love to have communication with your audience. So please contact me. Um, my email address is kerry.howls, k-e-r-y.howls at utas.edu.au. Um, but you can get all a lot of resources and sign up for my newsletters, which I send once a month um, on www.kerryhowls.com. And I'm sure Jajian will put the... Um, put the link to that yeah, on totally. after this and also the link to my book gratitude and education a radical view so there's a lot of ways in which you can stay in contact and uh, if you wanted to be if you're interested in the unit that i teach at university you're welcome to join in that unit um, if you want to study gratitude more deeply from an educational perspective all those teachers out there please feel free to to make contact with me about that but most importantly let's have a conversation um about how gratitude how, how we can really understand gratitude in your context so please please don't hesitate to email me and keep practicing gratitude awesome awesome i wanted to ask you so um the unit that you're teaching, is it only for pre people from Australia that want to go there physically or is it something that they can do online? No, it's an online unit. Anyone can do it. So I've had people from other countries do this unit. Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, it's a postgraduate unit, so you have to have a degree. Um, mm -hmm. And you can, yes, so if you just contact me, I can give you more information. But anyone from around the world can do it. And It starts um, at the end of October, the last week of October, and it goes for 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. And that unit can often be credited. You can often get credit for that unit towards another degree that you're doing concurrently at your university. So that's something that 
can be worked out usually between the university admin people that you get credit for this degree this unit can go towards a leadership or other education degree or other and I've got masters of teaching students doing that unit as well mm-hmm. and we we study my book chapter by chapter uh they, the students write blog posts on gratitude um, as part of the assessment and also devise strategies that they can apply to their teaching or other other contexts. And it's not only for educators. I've had paramedics do this course. I've had people who are environmental science. So I've had computer programmers. I've had lots of different people from different professions who just want to study gratitude in, in depth um, in this way. So I'd welcome welcome anybody who wanted to do that. Wonderful, wonderful. So thank you for, for the invitation. Um, one last question. Um, if you would like to, to leave us with uh, one thought on, on gratitude, what uh, would that thought be? I think that the world is in really, really deep need of gratitude, our gratitude. And in order for us to to really take that on in a passionate way, we need to go for really, really high-quality relationships and not just settle for relationships that are kind of like tinged a bit with resentment or with negativity, but to really work through that negativity so the relationship is for high quality in our in our education perhaps, in our ICT, in our cars, in our kind of lifestyles and everything else. But we forget that we also need to have really high-quality relationships and the best way to achieve that, the most powerful way to achieve that is through authentic, meaningful gratitude. (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I I loved having you on. I loved our discussion. I hope you enjoyed it too, Gratitude Seekers. Um, thank you so much for being here with us, Carrie. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast.